Blog Talk Radio. Hello, 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 Vitiligo community, wherever you are in the world. Coming to you live from Boston, Massachusetts, where it's 41 and foggy today. My name is Valerie Molyneux, President and CEO of Vit Friends, and I am so did I say so? I am so excited about my first show for 2021. I have with me today a very special guest, and I had to go and pull out in my archives um, some details. Ladies and gentlemen, with me today is Anthony Abbott, and Facebook doesn't lie, I would think, and so it shows that we hit friends and became friends November 2011. Could you imagine that? 2011. Ladies and gentlemen, and we do have guests standing by on hold wanting to say hello, but let me go now and introduce you live from Italy, and he'll tell you what part of Italy, because I can't say it, and I don't want to mess it up. Um, my special guest, my dear friend, handsome young man, and he is out of Italy, and he'll tell you originally where he's from. Welcome, 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 Anthony. Are you there? I'm here, and I thank you very much, Valerie, for having me on the show. But I do have to make a statement. We became Facebook friends in 2011, but we were friends in other forums long before that. Um, so... <laughs> I remember it. you before you became president of Bit Friends, and when you yeah. were uh, a young, well, you're still young, but when you were, um, like all of us, looking for answers. Anyway, yeah. so, uh, yes, I am Anthony, and I live originally from a place called Meadville in Pennsylvania. It's a very small town in the northwestern corner of Pennsylvania. I've been living in Europe now for 35 years, and I'm wow. currently living in a city yeah. called Trieste, which is um, on the Adriatic Sea, and I've been here for 20 years now in Italy. Wow. Thank you, Anthony. I didn't realize we'd go back that far, but listen, I, I believe you. I believe you because it's been a long time. And when I found that date, I said, uh, I'm not sure, so thanks for the correction. Oh, my goodness. I've been wanting to do this with you for so, so long, and to have you tell your story and so here we begin the new year. We're doing it right with the person I've always wanted. So I'm excited. So you've been in Italy. Thank you. For, oh, my goodness. You've been overseas for 35 years. What? How did you get overseas? Was it college? Tell us how you got overseas. Well, it's a, I'm going to try to make it brief. But when I was 12 years old, I started studying French, and I knew that I had to live away from Pennsylvania. So I guess the planning began when I was 12. Then when I was in college, I went to France for a foreign exchange program. Mm-hmm. And that captured me. And I decided I got to, I got to live here. So I went back to the United States, spent one year trying to get back to Europe. And finally, someone told me about the um, U S air force military, well, the military um, language Academy or Institute in Monterey, California, uh-huh. And so I decided to give it a try, and I joined the Air Force. I became a Russian interpreter, and um, that got me back overseas, and I've been overseas since. 
Wow. Uh, you said a Russian interpreter, so you went from French to Russian um, pretty quickly. Tell me, if you would, can I have you greet our friends? We have friends all over the globe, and I don't know how many languages you speak. Tell us how many languages, and can you greet a few of our friends, maybe three of our friends in different languages, will you, for this new year? Uh, Thank you. So uh, I speak Italian. I speak French. I lived in Germany for 10 years, and I studied. Well, I was a Russian interpreter. I went to the University of Moscow. I worked at the American Embassy. That was Russian. Very good, very good. That's good. Maybe one day we'll have you give us a class and something. This is awesome. You know, I have so many questions for you, but I've had someone holding, and let me go to them so we can get a greeting. Hang tight. Hello and welcome. Who's on the line? Hello? Hi. Do we have to log in to leave a message? No, you can just say hello. You're live right now. Oh, well, there I am. Hello, Anthony. This is Tammy in New York City. Very, very nice to hear your voice. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Hello, I, I wish I was in Italy, but uh, to the hostess, I'm just very thankful to listen to this interview because Anthony is a is a Facebook gem, and I just love basically listening to what he's all about, and he's an inspiration, and it's just a joy to listen to him. So thank you. Well, I'm a, I'm a teacher, so let me give you a grade right now. You get a, you get a 100, and I get a 100. Thank you for calling us. I love he it. Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. God bless. Right. Bye-bye now. Okay. All right. So, Anthony, I want to get into your story. Tell me for you, when did you first see, when did you notice, when were you first diagnosed with vitiligo? Well, it was 1994, 30 years old. And um, what I'm going to tell you is a little bit, Bizarre, but it actually happened. I received a pretty fossil letter from someone um, that stated that they were going to pray that God destroyed me. And I guess I was so shocked the very next day, out of the blue, I mean, it was literally the very next day, I had a spot on my left hand. And then, um, you know, vitiligo is often a mirror disease. The, mm-hmm. the day after that, a spot appeared on my right hand in the exact same spot. So if you were to hold my, if I hold my hands to the books, my patterns are exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So um, I, what, I was really under the impression that um, I was being destroyed by God. And it took a doctor to say, hey, you know, this nope. was brought on because of sock. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Years old when it started. Wow. Yeah. This too. The myths, the stories, the bogus, the lies. We can't buy any of those. Um, 
you know, the medical the medical um, community still does not have a full handle on it. But that story, don't don't uh, we're, we're not even hearing that. We're not, we won't even entertain that. Now let me ask you. Did you, were you familiar? Did you know of vitiligo? Is there any family history of vitiligo? I had no idea um, what it was. I had seen Mm -hmm. people with it, but I never gave it much uh, attention. And Mm -hmm. there was a young woman, I lived in Germany when it started. There was a young woman who had it, and so... I approached her and I showed her my hands. I said, I, I think I have the same thing. And she told me that it was vitiligo. And so then I started going to see the dermatologist and um, they basically told me that they weren't going to help because there was no cure for it. So they mm-hmm. said, go on your merry way. And yeah. on my merry way, I went. <laughs> Good for you. Well, you said something that it started when you were first in Germany. So here's a twist. You, it started when you were in Germany. How? I, I'm sure at some point you went home to Pennsylvania, came back to the States for a visit. How did friends and family take the Anthony with spots? Um, well, Hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, I am not sure what happened. Again, uh, this is a call from Italy here to Boston, and so the call said dropped. I'm not sure if he's on a cell or on a landline, but I know Anthony will call me back because this is something that we've wanted to do for 10 years plus. And so, again, um, let me join him. He's back. Hello, Anthony. You're back. That's okay. Go ahead. Okay. I went back to the States, and people stared, but nobody really said anything. Mm -hmm. I could just – and so I wouldn't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to look different. And I would explain to them what it was. And Mm then people said to me, well, um, you know, if it's – Leprosy. Yes. Or yes. Um, someone asked me. Someone said that um, they were under the impression that uh, when my pigmentation was completely gone, and they said this with a very serious face, they expected me to just, you know, the moment my last drop left, I would keel over and die. That's what wow. they thought uh, about putting on. Wow. Yeah. So some interesting, interesting approaches. <laughs> You know, people, ladies and gentlemen, if you're out there listening to us today, um, I I am so glad to have Anthony because you're hearing a different twist. Now, here's the person that put a demonic, if you will, a demonic twist on our vitiligo. Could you imagine that? And so you're dealing with the vitiligo. Now, this person with this myth, this far-fetched story will just spiral you down into depression. How did you take this, mentally and emotionally? Um, I was pretty um, distraught. I really was. And I kept, you know, trying to do everything I could to be a good person, to understand why this person would say this to me. But, Mm. um, you know, after 
I, then it took this for me to understand. Okay. I met a pilot. You know, I, I traveled quite a bit, and I was in Romania, mm-hmm. and I met a, an air, uh, a military pilot who was uh, a little bit older than me, who was completely void of pigment, and he had jet white hair. Wow. And he had a crash landing in his um, aircraft, and the very next day he woke up, his pigmentation was completely gone, and his hair was completely Whoa. white. So it really oh my does a, a, you know, your body can undergo a, an intense shock and yes. cause you to Trauma. lose your pigmentation. Absolutely. That's what happened to him, and that's what happened to me. Yeah. And, you know, that the, the medical community has said that. I mean, you know, dramatic, traumatic experience, injury, or, or just loss or whatever could bring this on. For me, in 2002, I did nothing. I transferred from, I got a new job. I was a bit shocked in some regards that I was in a, basically a totally white community. And I looked around and there was nobody that looked like me. I'm not saying that was my trauma, but that was my difference. And so whether it's a trauma, whether it's a knee injury, whether it's a crash landing, whatever it is could certainly bring this on as a trauma. So I am glad that you've overcome that. I'm glad. I've been proud of you. I've watched everything that you've done over the years. So tell us a little bit of some of the things. I know you dance. You're in theater. I know you play instruments. Tell us a little bit of the life of Anthony and things that you do. Okay. Well, um, you know, I, I still I work for the U.S. government, but I happen to be in Italy, and I work as the Arms Control Treaty Compliance Officer. So I work mm-hmm. with Russian language. I work with Russians. I work with uh, many different um, foreign countries. So that's what I do in the daytime. By night, um, I do play the piano. I play the cello. And um, I, I have been involved in theater. I've uh, also had a love of ballet when I was a little kid. And um, but I was never permitted to dance. Mm. Um, as by the same person that sent me the letter telling me I was going wow. to destroy, destroy me. Anyway, so um, <laughs> fast forward. I'm in my fifties, and um, I I also teach fitness classes on the Air Force Base for work. And a young woman came in and was doing my class, and she was just in incredible shape. And her movements were so graceful. So afterwards, I said, are you by chance a dancer? She said, oh, you can tell? Well, of course I can tell. So we became friends. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, she called me up and said, Anthony, I'm, uh, oh, we're going to be performing the Nutcracker, and I would like you to play the role of Uncle Drosselmeyer, who is the wow. uncle who makes the Nutcracker. And I yeah. was over the moon and it wow. was a non-dancing role but um, I went out and I bought a Venetian cape I mm. bought a tuxedo with tails I went all <laughs> kind of crazy because I was so excited and so we did the Nutcracker three years in a row and then wow. one day she said Anthony I want you to be in Swan Lake what? okay she said but this time I want you to dance and I said, but I have no experience. She says, meet me on Thursday at 5 o'clock. 
Are <laughs> taking dance lessons. Wow. I don't, I don't, I'm in my 50s already. So, and I took to it like a bird to, to flight. Beautiful. So, um, I played the uh, Baron von Wolfpark in Swan Lake, who is the evil Baron. I, I really like playing the crazy roles. And, you know, the, <laughs> anyway. So then um, she asked me to perform in, um, oh, oh I just, it just slipped my mind. And um, so I, I played in that ballet. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, then she was going to do La Baia there. And she said, this time we are going to, oh, well, we, this is uh, another uh, um, nutcracker. And she says, I want you to do the pas de deux with me, which is a beautiful dance for two. Mm-hmm. And so that was my first time I got to lift ballerinas in the air and sling them around. Wow. And, um, it was absolutely amazing. And I did La Baia there. So now um Dances in my blood and wow, able to come out. So, you have so many things under your belt. I'm telling you, that's incredible. And ladies and gentlemen, again, if you're joining us, I'm interviewing Anthony Abbott from Italy. And Anthony, um, if you're face, if you're on Facebook, Anthony can be your Facebook friend. And those pictures, those dancing pictures, are beautiful, and they're on Facebook. I was amazed. I was amazed. They're so beautiful. Listen, Anthony. Thank you. I noticed your vitiligo clearly on your hand. It's visible on your hand. But tell us, if you would, in percentage, from head to toe, how is your vitiligo? What stage are you in? Where are you now? So, um, let's see. I've had it now for 28 years. My hands are completely white. My mm-hmm. feet are completely white. My kneecaps are white. And let's see. I'm asking spots on my legs. And, um, and oh, yeah, uh, my forearms. And, um, yeah, so. But your face, about your face is percent. still intact. Actually, my face. I have a funny story about my face. So, um, you know. <laughs> Um, I have uh, a mustache and I have a beard. Yes. And, um, but before, before I had those, I was losing pigmentation on my face for mm-hmm. my mustache and my goatee are. So I went and I bought some dermal brand. Okay, good. Okay. You know, dermal brand is, is rather expensive. So I bought mm-hmm. two little tiny pots of dermal brand because I had to actually blend two different colors to grasp my skin. Funny thing is, my daughters never knew I had been a LIGO on my face. Wow. In the morning, before they got up, I would blend it, <laughs> make up my face. Well, okay. one day, um, I was taken into school, and <laughs> um, I was running a little bit late. And so I mm-hmm. slapped this makeup on my face. We hopped in the car, and my Lisa said, What's that orange stuff all over your face? And I looked in the mirror and I didn't get very well. And Valerie, that was the day that I decided to throw the makeup away. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Never wore it again. And you talk about your daughter. 
Tell us about your girls. So, um, I have two daughters. Um, I have Lisa, who's 30 years old. She, well, both of my daughters grew up here in, in Europe. And um, so Lisa is 30, and soon to be over 30. <laughs> I'm not going to tell her anything. <laughs> um, but there are um, six children, six grandchildren. Amen. Seven. And um, so uh, I could tell you that my children are adopted. I yes. Two sisters and um, <clears throat> in the Germany. And I remember, so I, I, by then I had my hands were very spotted. Right now my hands are just one color, white. Mm-hmm. But then I had really, really spotted hands. And people would stare. And I would notice that whenever anybody would stare, my little Lisa, she was about seven or eight at the time, she would take me by the hand, and then she would look at the person and just say, what are you looking at? That's and right. Then That's good. She would, kiss my, she would kiss my hand. And I thought, <laughs> you know, this little girl is trying to protect me. Yeah. so that yes. was another reason I decided, you know what, I cannot be ashamed of this. Um, condition, I have to let it let it flow. Um, you know, I had a crazy uh, happening one time. I was in Rome, and I went to a newspaper stand. Mm-hmm. Newspaper. I went to pay, and the guy says, oh, what is that in your hands? I said, oh, I just lost my pigmentation. He said, put the money on the counter. Ooh. And he would not take the money from my hand. Yeah, we've all you experienced know, that. Yeah. So shocked, I put the money yeah. down, but I should have, you know, walked away and walked um, away. Yeah, but I, you know, yeah, yeah. but by then I was, I was just so shocked. Anyway, so when my daughter, I decided, yeah, not gonna um, <clears throat> do this anymore. My daughter yeah. Natasha is in Kentucky and she is a clinical social worker and um, she has fantastic daughters, beautiful. Lisa has three sons and a daughter. And yeah. Trying to see, we don't know what the next child will be. Yeah. Well, Natasha is the one I remember because I think that's when we talked back and forth. You talked about the newspaper stand, so let me go right there. Where you are in Italy, how prevalent, how visible? Are, are there folks around you with vitiligo? Do you see people? You know, one of my um, friends uh, in the Italian military, um, he's much more spotted than I am. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, on the base where I work, I've seen several Italians who have it. Um, mm. I do notice people in, in Italy uh, quite a bit. And, um, you know, they're all Italians. And mm-hmm. when we see each other, you know, we'll kind of smile at each other. And we'll kind of give each other a fist bump, you know, or high five through the air, mm-hmm. um, just in recognition. And um, you know, I've been on trains at times where you know people will see me and they'll say to their uh, the person there was, "Oh look, he has vitiligo," mm-hmm. not not knowing that I speak Italian. And so I'll just turn to them and say, "Yes, I do have vitiligo." And, oh, yeah. okay, boy, well, sorry. And I said, "No, okay, my grandfather has it." And so we get into conversations and. I always tell them, you know, everybody's not able, you know, right. and um, they kind of get a, 
a chuckle out of that because you know uh, we're still beautiful. Yes, right. They just kind of look at me like, wow, yeah, we are. And, That's um, it. You know, it's it's a it's not a negative thing for me. I have to no. be honest. I don't That's look at good. it as a negative. That's good. Now, from the time you were first diagnosed, did you ever use any form of treatment for your vitiligo? I did. I went to a German dermatologist daily where I did a hand bath, and oh. then I was exposed to light for, um, I think the first time was five seconds. The next day, 10 seconds. I think I finally got up to one minute, and then um, that was stopped. Mm-hmm. The military said, you can't go anymore. We're not going to pay for that anymore. So wow. then I found a clinic. This is, I was still living in Germany. I found a clinic in Milano, Milan, mm-hmm. uh, Italy. And I, um, I went to the clinic and I had a week worth of treatment where they aimed a laser. It was pretty, in, pretty intense treatment. They aimed this laser mm-hmm. in and um, they would say, okay, when it starts to burn, we'll stop. So, I mean, I walked away with blisters all over. Wow. And I remember when they did it on my face, I didn't have a mustache, didn't have a beard, so they were were treating my face. And I left the clinic, and I walked around Milano all day. And I, you know, I went to restaurants, I went to get ice cream, and, you know, I would see people staring at me, but I really didn't pay much attention. When I got back to my hotel room that night, I looked in the mirror, and the treatment had blistered my face so wow. bad. I had these huge, ugly bubbles of pus all over my face. Oh. And so that's when I said, you know what? I'm not doing this treatment anymore. I would prefer yeah. to go over this. Absolutely. So I, I didn't go back. The, but the yeah. first set of treatments that you <clears throat> did, did you notice any kind of results, any, any changes? Um, I did. At the very beginning, um, I started getting freckling, which is when your pigmentation is coming back. And uh-huh. so I was very, um, you know, I really thought highly of that treatment. I thought, oh, this is it's really going to work. Yeah. But um, then I had to stop going to that. And um, but well, where yeah, you are now in your journey, would you resort back to even that treatment? Would you ever go back? So, you know what is funny? I I see pictures of myself as a youngster or as mm-hmm. a man before 30 mm-hmm. when I had um, I was one solid shade of brown. Yeah. And it just seems so strange to me. <laughs> yes, yes. If, no, I'm really serious. If somebody yeah. else comes to me and say, hey, take this pill, right. tomorrow you'll be one shade of brown, I would say, you know what? No, I'm good. I, yeah. I absolutely love my hands. I love yeah. my, my skin. I am, yeah. And people find that strange when, I mean, a, a lot of people that I talk to with vitiligo, that is the answer that we give. I mean, we're so comfortable. If it was in the early stage, no, yeah, bring it on. But at this point in time, we're comfortable where we are. We we, we love ourselves. Just so, uh, the a way we are. Yeah. 
a couple months ago, I had to go to a medical appointment, and this was on the Air Force base where we were. And the mm-hmm. doctor said, okay, I see you have this vitiligo. I want to make an appointment with you for you with the dermatologist. He comes up once a month, um, you know, drives in 100 miles, and um, so we'll set up an appointment. And I said, well, um, no, I don't need an appointment. Goes, well, I just want to put it in your records that you, you went. It's okay. So the dermatologist came. And he mm-hmm. talked to me. And he's like, I can give you this. I can give you that. I said, doctor, you know, I don't want <laughs> nope. anything. And he said yeah. to me, he said, do you know what? He goes, this is so strange. because people with vitiligo are the most self-assured people I have ever met. He mm. said, you know, I just, you know, I didn't even know why they sent you to me. I said, well, they said that I had to come. And, uh, yeah. But he said that, you know, when he has patients with vitiligo, they're like, yeah, we don't really need any treatment. Yeah. You know, we like ourselves as we are. Well, let me just say um, thank you, uh, Anthony. Um, to those that are listening to us right now, um, for the next 30 minutes or so, uh, we're going to open the telephone lines that you can call in, you can greet um, a special guest, uh, or you can ask questions. Our number here is 516-666-9973. Again, 516-666-9973. And greet our uh, special guest, Anthony, from Italy, or you can ask him any questions that you may have. Uh, But, again, you're listening to Vic Friends blog talk radio show we're celebrating our 10th anniversary and i've always wanted to interview my special guest my friend and brother in this journey uh anthony abbott out of italy let me go back to anthony anthony you said um and i was so so intrigued that you're involved in theater you're involved in your cello your your exercise and all the things that you're doing I was fascinated one day when I went on, and then I went on again, and then I went on again, and Anthony is pretty much doing a cooking class. Tell us about your <laughs> new <laughs> your new venture. <laughs> well, so you know, Italy was one of the first countries to go on lockdown for COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, I had been teaching uh, fitness classes since I was a 20-something-year-old. And I had continued up, you know, until COVID started. And they said, well, the gym is closed now. So I had 30, told the 30 people, I said, well, you know, I can do a little face live from my apartment. Mm-hmm. And said, yes, please do. And I expected to have about 10 people. Well, the first class, I had 1,500 people. What? And I think that That's is because a lot. people were, people were, down and they needed somewhere, you know, yes. to take out uh, aggression. So that happened. And so uh, I had this idea of, well, you know, I'm so bored in my house. We can't leave. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cook something to make myself happy. And um, the cooking show, I mean, I think the first time I made like a pasta salad and I just recorded myself making it. And then I started mm. getting all these requests. And, um, so then I would do my fitness class every day, and then I would do a Thursday night cooking class. And there would always be some sort of dessert or some pasta, 
something mm-hmm. that, you know, was a little bit involved. Like I did, once I made r- Russian pirashki, Russian borscht, and then another time I used a tagine, the Moroccan tagine, to make a meal. And there was always some sort of theme. And that mm-hmm. became really popular. And um, so now, uh, now that we're back on lockdown, um, I can tell you yesterday I spent the whole day in the kitchen making new stuff, which I will share starting next week. Wow, interesting. Well, I hope I could get some of my folks to join in because they're very interested. I, I, I couldn't move. I mean, I had things to do, but you had me on lockdown watching you, you know. <laughs> and even the exercise portion, I sometimes I don't get into much of it, but it's just a joy to watch and, and everything. And it, this, in the background, oh, my God, in the background, you always have this amazing music. Is that some of your own music? Oh no! So um, I uh, <clears throat> I have uh, Spotify, so I would use Spotify. Oh, okay. And um, okay. yeah, but then Facebook uh, has a little problem with you using um, pre-recorded music or you know um, artists. Even though we have to pay for that music, they still right. have to use it. So then I've started using classical music, and. Um, you know, it's not the best beat for doing exercise, but, um, you know, at least I was able to work out with that. That's beautiful. Now, as you know, Vit Friends is a, is a support community, and we have now branched out into various states here in the U.S. Um, we don't have any uh, outside of the U.S. per se, but we do partner with Africa and you know, other other groups in other places. Are there vitiligo support groups where you are? Do you know? I have never seen a vitiligo support group. And with the people that I've spoken, Italians who have vitiligo, they just say, yeah, there's nothing we can do about it. The doctor just says, no, nah, get away. We're not going to treat you because there's no mm. treatment. So there's no support group at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, none that I have anywhere. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, a few years, uh, a few years ago, I was in Milano again, and I decided this was. Uh, so I went to Milano to that clinic the first time in 2000. I was back in Milano in about 2015, and I decided to stop in and say hello to the people mm-hmm. at the clinic, and uh, you know. They remembered me. I don't guess they didn't get too many black Americans coming in. And, <laughs> right. um, but, you know, by then I had even, I was even, you know, I had even more vitiligo. And, um, yeah, you know, I think they understand that treatment doesn't really work, but, you know, um, it brings them some income. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a, a bit of a controversy uh, among some uh, support groups, even here in the U.S., they 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 don't want to deal with the doctors, go to the doctors because of that very same thing that you said. Um, there's no cure for it. Why even bother? Why take my money? And so there's that. But I am concerned. Um, I, I said all the time, and will continue to say it. There's a lot of kids. The children, their parents desire treatment, so I will stand with and for and behind um, treatment, 
for those who need it, want it, especially the children. The bullying of children, I know when you and I get it, we were much older, but children today, the stories we've heard of bullying is unbelievable. You're bullied for being black, then you're bullied on top of that for having vitiligo. You know, so, um, yes, treatment is needed for those who want it, for sure. Well, I I, absolutely, I believe in treatment, and I think that um, I you know I saw the results myself, mm-hmm. and you know the light so the bath treatment in a special mineral, and um, the the light combination it actually mm-hmm. worked. Oh, Valerie, I, you know I, I forgot to mention. Tell that me. In 1997, I mm-hmm. took my family to the island of Sardinia. I was still living in Germany. Mm-hmm. And I rented this house. We had a private beach. And so there are minerals in this um, sea. And mm-hmm. I swam every day. And I would lay in the sun. And when I went back to Germany, I had, when I tell you this, you're just going to kind of freak out. My body had completely repigmented. What? Repigmented. Yes. And it was a combination of the minerals in the sea and the sunshine. I went back to wow. Germany, went back to my stressful life, and um, I lost my pigmentation again. So there are treatments. There are treatments that work. And, you know, um, I believe in, well, first of all, I believe that nature heals a lot. I was going to say that. Yes. Yes. And, um, because what you, you did, know, you said the sun, the mineral from the water, that was all natural. Yes. That is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, I met a guy um, who, when I first started losing my pigmentation, he was a, a guy from, he's American, but born in Jamaica. He had, uh-huh. you know, long rasta braids. And uh-huh. he said to me, Anthony, you know, you should go down to Sicily. And that's actually the reason I went to Sardinia. He suggested, because he used to suffer psoriasis really bad. Mm. He said he was stationed in Sicily. He would go swimming every day. And after swimming in the, um, the sea, in Sardinia, I mean, Sicily, he completely, his psoriasis went away. So I went wow. to Sardinia, swam in the minerals, and uh, laid in the sun, and completely repigmented. But then, you know, I couldn't live there for the rest of my life, so back to where I went. So I would want to imagine that people living in that that part of the world, they would have no ailments, no sickness, because if they're exposed to the minerals and the sun and can sunbathe and get all that into their body, the the rate of psoriasis, the rate of vitiligo and other things might must be very, very low. Well, you know, I never saw for those two weeks that I was there, I never saw another person with vitiligo or another person with psoriasis wow. or any any so interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. So, so your vitiligo journey, your life is, is just all is going so well. What's next for Anthony? Where is Anthony headed with the next phase of his life after lockdown and after um, vitil- um, 
COVID goes away, what's next for Anthony? So um, I'll continue doing all the things that I love to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I will, you know, for a little while longer. Um, You know, I'm never going to, you know, I never thought I would be a person who would retire. And Mm -hmm. still, you know, I still have too much enthusiasm um, to, you know, just sit at home. So I will continue working for a while. I, um, you know, I will just continue doing my things. I'm in the process of writing a book right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've traveled quite a bit in the 60 countries so far, and I've had some of the craziest, most amazing experiences. And so I'm putting all that in a book. And um, mm-hmm. I'll continue that. Um, yeah, so uh, on the music front, for many years I hosted a an international music fest where mm. people would come to Italy and um, two weeks. So we had rehearsals for one week. And then the second week uh, we'd travel all around Italy. Um, wow. Concerts. So I'll restart that. Um, Post a lot of um, things in my house, like um, book presentations and um, photography shows, art shows, and um, you know. So I'm gonna um, start doing that again. So yeah, I can't wait for COVID so that we can actually see humans again. I think Absolutely. When, um, I'm gonna just end up walking around. I'm probably just gonna stand on the street corner and hug everybody that walks by. <laughs> Yes, yes. You talked about your house and having whatever there in your house. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right, Let me just um, compliment you now while we're at that juncture. Um, your home is absolutely beautiful. It's a mini museum, if you will. I love it. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so the place where that you have seen is my apartment in Trieste. So it's, a, it's actually... Yeah, it's an apartment. Um, but the place where I host all the music and stuff is in a town called Sachile, and that's about two hours away from here. So I live okay. in Sachile during the week, and then um, I live in Trieste on the weekend. Gotcha. So I would here gotcha. for the But the other place is much more conducive to holding concerts and Absolutely, yeah. So, but anyway, Anthony, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to hold. We have a, we have a, um, someone calling in. Let's go to them. Hold on. Hello. Yes. Thank you for calling. Hi. Please introduce yourself. Please tell us Hi, who you are. Valerie. Can yes. you hear me? I can hear you clearly. Hi, Valerie. Anthony, this is Camille West. I'm Facebook friends with you guys. How are you guys doing? Very good. Oh, my gosh. Camille, it's so good to hear you. Like yeah. Anthony. Like Anthony. I don't even have anything productive to say. I'm just saying more power to the two of you. I love it. I love this. I love this story. I love everything What's about that? it. And you know what I had to call? I'm going to tell you why I had to call. I had to call because that really got me that that dermatologist said that people with vitiligo are the most self-assured people, that hit me right in my chest. 
Pastor, you Amen. know what? I just have to call. And you guys, big yourself up. Yeah, I'm Jamaican, so you're Jamaican. Say, big up yourself. That means more big power, more respect to you. Yeah, exactly. So I just, I just have to say it. I love both of you. I think this is well, wonderful. Thank you. And thank you. Camille, and you, and you're Camille. Right there? <laughs> you're a doctor, right? I am. I am. That's true. Yes, Camille is a doctor, and I met her about the same time I met Anthony. And I only bounced mm-hmm. into Camille again this week on Facebook. Look at Facebook, people. Give <laughs> Facebook an applause. <laughs> I absolutely adore Camille, even though we've never met. And we became friends on Facebook. And I love, I love, first, she's absolutely a beautiful young lady. Yes. Yes, gorgeous. But she ran away from me for a few years. (laughs) Well, you know, I think she ran away from everybody. But do you know that she, Camille, you were working on some CDC stuff, right? I'm I am at the NIH actually. Yes. So I'd like to work yeah. for the United States federal government. But yes. yes. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Camille, I've never heard you speak before, but your accent is just adorable. I love it. I love, oh, love it. You. Anthony anyway, Anthony, don't let her talk too much. Don't let her talk too much, Anthony. She's going to be my next guest next week. Don't let her talk okay. too much. All right. you Thank you for calling. Is your next guest? Yes, when she's, she's my your next guest, guest. I'm going to call it and there you I'll, go. I'll call it and ask her some questions. Swap. That's okay. it. We love you, Camille. Dr. Camille, we love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Wonderful job. So good to hear from you guys. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, my goodness. That's a long time friend, ladies and gentlemen. Could you believe this? Everybody's calling in. It's New Year. It's going to be awesome. Two signs right here, Anthony and Camille. Woohoo! I'm here. There was a young woman from my town in Pennsylvania, I grew Mm -hmm. up with, who now has Chicago, and she saw the post yesterday about me coming on live, and she left that she now has with Ligo. And so I thank you. Because you sent her a message yesterday telling her how to uh, check the website, and I oh, think she's going to join. I don't know. If she, I think she's listening to us. Her name is Karen. And well, Karen, if you are, welcome. <laughs> if you, we have just about 10 minutes to go. If you'd like to call us, we're at 516-666-9973. Happy New Year, and feel free to call us. Any last thing you'd like to share, Anthony? Any questions for me? Anything about our Vitiligo community? You have the floor right now. Go ahead. Um, Valerie, I remember um, seeing you, and Uh-oh. you always wore makeup. Completely, you were completely covered in makeup. Yeah. And I remember you writing something about when you finally, and you were a kindergarten teacher, right? Yes, yes. And I remember when you uh, finally took all your makeup off, you were concerned about how your kids were going to react. Mm. How did your kids react? It was the, the stairs were unusually intense that that first week or so. Um, I had a, to answer a lot, a lot of questions. 
Um, some were scared, let me tell you. Um, but I, I just let them know that it's still me. I still love them, and I'm okay. And so I said, touch my hand or whatever it was. And, you know, slowly, it, it was slow. It was slow, but slowly it began to to change. And I, they could see that I was accepting of myself. I was loving of myself. Um, it was a kindergarten. It's kindergarten, but I got criticized and loved at the same time because I would come in a suit. Hello? So I would carry myself in such a way that um, I believe it just it just exudes my happiness for myself. My skin was not a problem, and it it all worked out. It all worked out. Wow. Um, yeah. I remember um, once I had some little kids just kept staring at me, and they finally just walked up and said, excuse me, what is that? And I said, well, you know, you have to put it in terms for children. And I said, well, have you ever seen the movie 101 Dalmatians? Mm. And he said, yes. I said, I'm Mr. Dalmatian Man. There you and go. they thought that was the coolest thing. And That's they could cool. not keep their hands off of me. And, you know, oh, as soon like as they the told me I was they, said, they would say, Anthony, they would say, you have superpowers. You obviously have superpowers. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, you have a call. You have a call coming in. Hang tight. Okay. Hello, welcome. Tell us who you are, where you're calling from. Hello, Hello. my name is Justin. I'm calling from the Seattle area. Um, I know you're you're getting ready to wrap up, so I, I don't want to take too much of your time, but um, I met Anthony when I was stationed over in, in Italy. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been a, a role model ever since. And he's, he is a testament to not letting anybody or anything dictate what he can or cannot do or will or will not do. So, um, you know, thank you for having him on. Uh, anytime he has a story to tell, I, I'm all ears. Amen. Just, um, Justin, we welcome you and we thank you for calling. Any words, Anthony? Yes. You know, um, I was sitting in my office in Italy and I got a message that said, I'm looking for a personal trainer. Mm. And I said, okay. Uh, I met this young man, Justin. He was a security force as a policeman. And we began training together. Mm. And then that training ended up him coming over to my house for dinner and I then actually officially adopted Justin. Wow. <laughs> call, he called his black Italian dad. <laughs> That's beautiful. A young man who is so full of life, um, just the most energetic a person with an absolutely beautiful soul. You know, here's the thing. I have always had so many wonderful people in my life that who gives mm. a care about vitiligo? Just, That's right. I'm so happy that you called in. I'm so happy that you called in. You know, yes. I love you till the end of time. <laughs> Thank you, Justin. <laughs> I love you too. Thank you for loving he's my He's my brother, Justin. Um, because of vitiligo, <laughs> he's my brother. So I'm emotional and I'm touched. Thank you for loving my brother. God bless you. Happy New uh, Year. Absolutely. <laughs> Happy New Year. Thank you. Thank you. 
Oh my goodness. I'll be you, sending you a message in a few minutes, Justin. <laughs> you have made an impact. You've touched lives that um you know, you have children all over the place now. All race, all I do. creed, all that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So you were wrapping up with your last words. <clears throat> what would you say to someone out there newly diagnosed with vitiligo? What would you tell them today? I, I would tell them, do not give up hope, mm. number one. And I would also say that based on experience, everybody I know who has had vitiligo for more than a few months becomes so comfortable with it, you become aware that, you know, your hand may be spotted, but guess what? You know, with my hands, I play the piano. Mm. With my hands, I can cook. With yes. my hands, I lift with, you know, with my hands, I cared for two daughters. I raised two daughters with my spotted hands. Yeah. And, you know, you even mentioned, you know, there's a, there was a campaign, It Gets Better, well, you know what? The same with vitiligo. It gets better. You get to the point where you don't yes. even notice. You really, and again, I promise you, if somebody were to say, we'll make you one color tomorrow, I would say, nope, I'm keeping these spotted hands because That's uh, right. these spotted hands have. Uh, and one other thing, when I was in college, I had a, guy who was just a, a, an evil guy. This was mm. before I had vitiligo. And he said, ooh, you have hands like a girl. And um, so I was kind of a shy kid, and so I mm. always walk around with my hands in my pocket. And then once I got vitiligo, <clears throat> you cannot tell me my hands are like girls. My hands are huge. I have really big hands. <laughs> and I love my hands so much. You will never catch me with my hands in my pocket, unless I'm just trying to be cool. Yeah, yeah. You are a sweet person inside and out. The day I met you, I claimed you as my brother, and I've loved you. I've um, those girls, uh, especially Natasha. I just thank God that you're in my life. I thank God that um, we are able to do this today. Uh, the testimonies from your, your friends calling in certainly speaks to who you are, your character, your love, your just this amazing, amazing, talented. Did I say talented? Let me say it again if you didn't hear it. Talented human being. And so from my home, from my heart, I wish you a very um, healthy, happy, productive 2021. We're not going to look back at 2020. It was crap. We don't even want to talk about it. Anthony, I love you. I love you. I love you. And today I got a chance to experience you in a new way. Thank you for agreeing to do this to start off my 2021 right. I love you. I love you. I appreciate I you so much. You some life, Valerie, and I'm glad that you had this experience. I'm glad that you asked me to do it, and um, I look forward to the talk with Camille. And um, yeah, yeah. I, I look forward to all the future talks. Yes.
Well, again, have yourself a, a happy new year. I will be watching your cooking, your dancing, your lifting weights there on the floor. I, I watch it all. So to all of our friends who don't know Anthony, get to friend him on Facebook. He is a brother. And before the end of the year, we are going to have some things. I'm going to talk to my marketing um, um, director to see if we can do a Zoom live with you cooking or something to incorporate you a little more in Vit Friends. You're part of this body, even though you're across the seas. We love you. We bless you. Go in peace. Thanks for doing this with me. Okay, Valerie. Take care. All right. Goodbye now. Thank you. Same to you. Love you. Bye-bye. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. There you have it, my amazing vitiligo friend and brother. Over 10 years, I thought, but he's now even added some more to that. So I have a little research to do to see how far back we really go. But it doesn't even matter. He has been in my life all this time, and I wanted to introduce him introduce him to the rest of my vitiligo family and to let you know that is, we're, we're a large army. We're bigger than you even know. Um, and people all over the world, they're thinking about us. They're watching us and what we do and how we behave as a community. So I applaud and I thank Anthony for coming on with me today to kick off my new year right. Thank you, Anthony. I love you. I love you. I love you. You're my vitiligo brother. And before I leave you today, for those of you who don't know, I write poetry. I have several books out there. And um, as we rang in the new year, um, I, I just could not sleep. And one of the things as I did a review in my head of the entire year um the troubles losing my mom and just the 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 racial tension in our in our country i i just at three o'clock i grabbed my pen and i wanted to share with you before i leave what i wrote the name of this poetry this piece of poetry is life life's race we began our race in a cradle on to the grave. Some in the NICU unit, but on to the grave. Some in a dresser drawer, some in a cardboard box. Life is a race to the finish, the grave. Whether black or white, whether red or yellow, whether male or female, Jew or Greek, our start of the race may be different, but the finish is still the grave. 2020 battered us so fierce with no regards to our race or our creed. What a journey of pain, of suffering and loss with many forging ahead in their race to the grave. Could we, would we be compelled to change our hatred, our demeanor and our wicked ways? The cruelty of a knee or a gunshot, all the suffering, since we are all headed the same way to the grave. So Breonna Taylor, George Floyd, 
Philandro Castillo, Maud Aubrey, just to name a few. Your race was cut short, but we'll remember and tell the next generation of your race to the grave. God bless you all, and Happy New Year from our Vic Friends family globally. We love you.